Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, good morning, Arkansas. Your morning show is on the radio. Good morning, Kelly Perry. Good morning, Brandon Baxter. Here we are. Today is Wednesday. It is May the 5th of 2021. May the 5th means it's Cinco de Mayo today. Yeah. So we'll celebrate that. We'll celebrate the heritage of Mexico today, Cinco de Mayo, an event, an annual celebration held on May the 5th. The date is observed to commemorate the Mexicans' army victory over the French. Yeah, I knew that. May 5th of 1862. So, we can celebrate today. Here's a recommendation. We celebrate the culture and the history. We explore the foods and the traditions and the music. Okay, to all of it. Yeah. What's your favorite type of food? Is it Mexican food? Mexican, yes. Yeah, mine is too. So, today we shall celebrate. Mm -hmm. And if anybody wants to deliver Mexican food today. (laughs) Or drinks. Mexican drinks. Yeah. Like uh, cerveza? Sure. What is cerveza? I don't know, but it sounds good. Have you ever had cerveza? I don't think so. It's beer. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, she's got a problem. Uh, but anyway, we'll celebrate cerveza, tequila. Oh. Mm. Tacos. Tacos. <laughs> I'm trying to think of everything I know in Spanish. Yes. So, anyway. I don't know any Spanish. I made bad grades in that. I went to a taco truck the other day, and I'm like, hey, tell me what meat is this one? You know, like, here's barbacoa, here's asada. Oh, yeah. You get all confused on that kind of stuff. So anyway, Cinco de Mayo today. It's also National Astronaut Day. We can celebrate the brave men and women who go up in space and Man. that training and the idea that you're going up there. Yes. Like, that's intense mm-hmm. and crazy. So that's something to celebrate today. It's also ni- uh, National Silence the Shame Day. Hmm. It's our chance to continue the conversation about mental health and wellness. Yeah. So mm-hmm. don't be ashamed of it. Everybody's got something. For sure. Some people have more than others. You know what I'm saying? And I'm one of those people. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you. I had that conversation with, with Kai because, you know, Kai's kind of gone through like, you know, he's going through the teenage, almost hormones, yeah. preteen hormones and stuff like that. I'm like, dude, everything you're going through, your dad has been through. And mm-hmm. it's worse for me. <laughs> well, and it's normal. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, when you're a kid, you don't know that. Yeah. And if you don't have somebody there to talk mm-hmm. to you about that. So I've had the chance to kind of be, uh, you know. A little more in tune with the emotions with him, which I think is awesome. Yeah. You know, because a lot of times you try to, especially when your kids are young, you try to keep them away from that kind of discussion in some ways. Yeah. You know, but as, as they get older, you got to have those conversations. Mm -hmm. So I wish uh, I had those conversations more when I was young to Mm -hmm. like realize, Hey, what I'm going through isn't just for me. Yeah. Like other people go through the same exact thing. hundred percent. So anyway, welcome to Wednesday morning. We appreciate you listening to us. Let's throw one back. On this day in country music with Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, so the year was 1998, and Shania Twain had the number one song in country music on this day. Never make it, but 
number one on this day in 1998. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, here we go. A beautiful day today. Sunshine, high temps around 70 across K-Fine country. Yes. That's great news. Hey, don't forget Sunday, we do Mother's Day, and we have the ultimate Mother's Day giveaway going on right now. Uh, over a thousand bucks in prizes from great local retailers. Uh, you have the chance to win all kinds of cool stuff. Two ways to win. You can log on to our website this morning and get signed up right now. Kfine.com, Kfin.com. Or as simple as sending a text, you can text in to be entered. And again, there's two prize packs, two ways to win. I recommend doing both. So Kfine.com or text. Text the word MOTHERS to 62582. That's MOTHERS to 62582. And y'all, as always, Kelly Perry, well... She's got three words for you. Good morning, Arkansas. Brandon Baxter in the mornings. Gotcha gossip. Gotcha gossip on Ryan Reynolds. He's an actor. He's married to Blake Lively. He is Deadpool. Well, Ryan Reynolds has a couple of side hustles, too. Aviation Gin and Mint Mobile. And he took them and combined them into a single ad about the dangers of drunk texting. His main message, don't aviation and mint. So he kind of drives this message home by sharing a text that his mom accidentally sent to his brother Mm. after uh, drinking some of his special gin. Here is Ryan Reynolds for Aviation Gin and Mint Mobile. Emoji abuse spreads unchecked. And for some reason, too many DMs are accidentally sent to the wrong person. This is an actual text my mother sent to my brother after just half a gin and tonic. True story. Don't let this happen to you. So please... So you get back out there, don't completely lose your shit, okay? <laughs> Never aviation admit. Hang on, wait a minute. What did the text say? What did she say? Well, basically, um, it's had it said something and then had three eggplant emojis. No. no. Yeah, and no. sent it to his brother. And then she was like, oh my gosh, 
sorry. So he was like, uh, yeah, she sent that to my brother. Oh. So not kidding. Be careful out there. It's really funny. You can see the whole ad on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. Just search Ryan Reynolds. All right. Got your gossip today on Channing Tatum. So a lot of girls think he's fairly <clears throat> attractive. In good shape, too, right? Yeah. Like, he's pretty jacked. He was the guy, Magic Mike, like one of the main guys, mm-hmm. right? So anyway, uh, he was on the Kelly Clarkson show, and she was basically saying, hey, I, I guess you love working out. I mean, look at your body. I guess you love working out all the time. And he gives us the real reason that he feels like he has to work out and the real reason that Channing Tatum feels he has to look like that. Here's Channing. As someone that has to work out as for a job, I, I promise you I would not look like this unless I had to be naked in most of my movies, mostly, and, <laughs> and like... At some point, I got to get better at acting so I don't have to be naked in all of them. But she is just incredible. I literally get to work out as a job, and it's still hard. Yeah, that's pretty neat, though. Channing Tatum on The Kelly Clarkson Show. Gotcha gossip on Will Smith. So Will Smith, I was searching on, looking on Instagram last night, scrolling, and all of a sudden I see this picture of Will Smith, and he's basically in his boxer briefs, and he's standing there, and he is probably, he's always been in shape, right? yeah. He's probably in the worst shape he's ever been in. And he says that. So in the caption, he says, I've got the dad bod. It's time to get rid of it. So he says, I love this body, but I want to feel better. No more midnight muffins. This is it. So he says, basically, this is the body that carried me through an entire pandemic and countless days grazing through the pantry. Mm -hmm. And he says, now I'm going to get in the best shape of my life. Well, this makes sense because YouTube just announced that they're going to do a six-part reality show all about Will Smith and fitness and Will return turning his body into the best shape of his life. So it's set to release next year. All right, Will Smith. Obviously, we're fans. What pose did he hit? What did it look like? He was basically hand on his hip, and he was kind of sticking out his his, uh, his hip and had his belly out. Mm-hmm. Looks so like, like a little bit of a beer belly. Yeah, like we're not going to want to do that. Suppose no dude really wants to hit. Yeah. Right? Like nobody really wants to. But do I'm that. assuming after this little series challenge, it's he'll hit the spin and. Oh, he'll look pose. amazing. Yep. If you're getting paid to lose weight, okay, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. And I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there. I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bel Air. Oh, yeah. So, Will Smith getting back in shape. Hey, got your gossip today on Ashley Graham. If you remember, she's a, a model who's always been very much about body positivity. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and when she launched, you know, she was kind of termed a plus size model. And she's like, no, I'm a model. Doesn't matter what size I am, mm-hmm. I'm a model. So she's gone to TikTok and she's launched her own challenge, which Kelly brought to my attention. It's the self love challenge. And what she wants people to do is go to their social media, use the hashtag self love challenge. And feature their favorite body part. Like, show people what you love about yourself, hmm. which I think is is kind of sweet. Yeah. Uh, you know what she loves about herself? She loves her jawline. All right. So she was yeah. showing off her jawline mm-hmm. in her self-love challenge. Ashley Graham's doing that on social media if you want to check it out. And, of course, every morning here on Brandon Baxter in the morning, we got you gossip. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So we mentioned that Mother's Day is coming up on Sunday. The Ultimate Mother's Day giveaway is this great deal, man. Tons of great prizes. And I'm going through some of the list uh, of stuff yeah. that we have to give away. And I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. it's crazy. So for those of you who are, uh, you know, like most dudes, and you're like, oh, let's see a way we can do Mother's Day and make it really awesome for mm-hmm. mom or wife and let her know how much we love her. But let's also be conservative with the expenses. Yeah. 
Like we want them to know we love them by spending a lot, but if we don't have to spend a lot, that is even yeah. better, right? Because we have the illusion that we spend a lot. Bonus. So we have this ultimate Mother's Day giveaway that we're doing, and we're teaming up with a bunch of local retailers and businesses to treat mom to prize packs. One way to win by text. One way to win. Uh, when you go to our website, but when you look through the sponsor list yes. and you get prizes mm-hmm. from all of these different uh, businesses, Bamboo Japanese Cuisine, Bennett's Flowers, Curvy Boutique, Define Med Spa, Winfields, First Security Bank, Smoothie King, Vanstone, Sweet Bouquet, Hot Works, Eden Medical Spa and Ivy Boutique. So a lot of people for Mother's Day will think of, you know, one place and go, oh, I'm going to go there and get get mom something or get wife something or something like that. Imagine if we had something from all oh of those goodness, places. Yeah. Like That's a pretty awesome mm-hmm. prize pack, man. And there's uh, two ways to win. One way is via text. You can send the text this morning as long as you're not driving. And really, any time today, send the text. Text, text MOTHERS, M-O-T-H-E-R-S, to 62582. That's MOTHERS to 62582. You can also sign up online right now at kfine.com. That's K-F-I-N.com. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Hola, como esta usted? Me bien. Hola. Me bien. Muy bien. Muy bien. Thank you. Is that mucho thank you? Gusto. Mucho gusto. Mucho gusto. Mucho gracias. De Senor, nada. Señorita. It's one of my favorites. Señorita. What's that song, Justin Timberlake? Senor. It, well, it's called Señorita. Yeah, that is right. Let me see. If I, where is that? Because I used to love that song. That is a good song. I saw him play that live. Uh-huh. Um, he was at the New Daisy. Senorita. Yeah, so he was at the New Daisy uh, in Memphis, and he played that song for this NBC special. And I'm like, dude, that song live was awesome. There's also a Sean Mendez song, Senorita, where he teams up with Camila Cabello. There you go. Uh, Cinco de Mayo today. I was reading a deal on Rolling Stone. They've listed the top 100 sitcoms of all time. What would you think is number one, according to Rolling Stone, top sitcom? Oh, goodness. Like, and this is like forever. So you can say, you know, it can be old, it can be new, it can be whatever. I'm going to say, is it Friends? Not Friends. Oh. Wow. As I go back and look, I don't even think Friends made the top 20. The Office. The Office did not make the top 20. What? No, it didn't. Well... I'll give you the top five. Uh, number five, All in the Family. Okay. Oh, so yeah, they're going way back. Well, that ran 71 to 79. Uh, number four, I Love Lucy. That was 51. I do to love th- that show. Do you do? The reruns. Okay. Well, I realize that. What do you think? They make new ones? <laughs> you haven't seen that yet? <laughs> uh, Seinfeld was number three, which is big. Yeah, yeah. And for a lot of people, that's probably number one. But I would think, you know, like you said, Friends would be up in that top three or four. Uh, Cheers is number two. And number one, which has run from 1989 to current day, is The Simpsons. Wow. It shows The Simpsons as the greatest sitcom of all time. Let me go back and uh, let's see. I have the list pulled up. I want to go through and see if I can find friends. Just real quick search. What number, what would you think that would be? You would think that would I, at least be top 10. I don't, yeah. I would say it would have to be top 10. It's number 38. Mm, yeah. They got that one wrong. Yeah. I think they got that one wrong. Like and The Office? I think The Office was number 23. Yeah, 23. Well, at least it's in the top 25. But Yeah, so I'm going here like, okay, uh, Three's Company, which I thought was one of the greatest shows yep. ever. And it was uh, iconic for the time. Mm-hmm. Didn't make the top 100. Wow. Like The Andy Griffith Show made it. Yes. That ran from 60 to 68. Curb Your Enthusiasm is one of the newer ones. Parks and Rec made it. They were number nine. And I love that show, too. 
Yeah. But The Office, out of the top 20. That, that's, they, they missed that one. Friends, out of the top 20. Mm-hmm. No Three's Company. No Different Strokes. We're going to put out our own list. Where is Different Strokes? Hmm. So, big questions. But if you were to put together this list, like if I said, hey, I want you to put together the list, what would be the number one, your number one sitcom of all time? Give me just one. You can only pick one. And I know you have a couple because I know the ones you're going to say, either Friends or The Office, but you got to pick one. The Office. Boom. There you go. Rolling Stone has that list out today if you want to check it out. We'll put it up on social and you can weigh in too. Facebook.com slash Brandon Baxter in the morning. I know this sounds crazy. Believe me, I know it. It's crazy. That sounds kind of crazy. You must be crazy. And people are crazy. There's a 77-year-old woman named Judith who lives in a massive retirement community called The Villages in Florida. She's retired, so life should just be kind of nice and easy and calm. But Judith was hungry and went to Burger King, and she didn't like the thickness of the tomato slices on her Whopper. (laughs) Now, we're not sure if the tomatoes were too thick or too thin, but either way, it set Judith off. I get it. You have to have the right ratio of tomato to meat. She was upset. Well, she started screaming at a woman who worked there, dropping racial slurs and calling her all kinds of bad names. And then Judith took her Whopper and threw it at the woman. Oh, why do people do that? Well, police were called and Judith was arrested. Usually throwing a hamburger would be a misdemeanor battery. But because Judith added all the racial slurs to the process, she was charged with felony battery for showing prejudice while committing a crime. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, speaking of throwing a hamburger, what do you call a malted milk ball that fights crime? (laughs) Kelly, I don't know. What do you call it? A Whopper Texas Ranger. (laughs) Wow, that one actually kind of hurt me just a little bit. And there's even more proof that people are crazy. Brandon Baxter in the morning. And Kelly Perry, I have one question for you. Are you ready to celebrate some local people? Let's do it. Let's do the birthdays. Happy birthday to you. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Well, well, well. Time for birthdays for today. It's Wednesday, May the 5th of 2021. Local birthdays, local celebrities. Here we go. Happy birthday goes out to... Sabrina Bishop of Paragool. She celebrates a birthday today. Happy birthday, Sabrina. Out there celebrating with Max's mules, I believe. Yep, Max and his mules. Yeah, watch out for Max and his mules. <laughs> <laughs> he used to come in here a lot uh, yeah. with your husband, actually, way back in the day right. and talk about fight nights and yep. stuff like that. So, happy birthday to Mrs. Max, Sabrina Bishop, who celebrates today. Also celebrating today, Billy Reese. Happy birthday. Todd Reynolds is celebrating. Seth Henson of Jonesboro. David James. Gayla Smith from Wynn. Terry Williams celebrating a birthday. Chloe Marshall of Jonesboro. We have Tracy Rudd celebrating today. Jamie Lunsford. Happy birthday. Christy Floyd celebrates. And so does Mark Fryer of Paragould, who has a birthday today as well. And if you have a birthday today, we say this. We say... Happy birthday to all y'all, and you celebrate with these celebrities. Hannah Davis is 31. She's a Sports Illustrated swimsuit model who married Derek Jeter. They have two kids together. Brooke Hogan is 33. You know her from Hogan Knows Best. Yeah, the Hulkster's daughter. I'm everything you Have you met her? 
You know, oddly enough, I haven't. That's surprising to me. I figured you would have met her through something. Yeah. I mean, we had an event and I was there with her dad, but I didn't mm-hmm. have the chance to meet her that yeah. day. So Brooke Hogan celebrates her birthday turning 33 today. Know this one? Yeah. You know who that is with it? Paul Wall. Oh. Remember that? Mm-hmm. So, anyway, Brooke Hogan turns 33. You do not remember that. <laughs> Henry Cavill is 38. Of course, that's Superman in the Man of Steel movies. Danielle Fischel is 40 yeah. today. That's Topanga from Boy Meets World and Girl Meets World. Yeah. You used to really like Topanga, didn't you? Um, yes, I did. Okay. Um, Tina Yothers is 48. That was Jennifer Keaton on Family Ties with Michael J. Fox. Yep. Brian Williams is 62, the news anchor. Kurt Loder is 76 from MTV. Wow. 76. Uh-huh. That's crazy. He did MTV News. Yeah. yeah. I remember those like those updates in yeah. the days where all of us watched MTV. Mm-hmm. And happy birthday day, happy birthday today to Adele, who is 33. All right. Adele celebrates her birthday today. She was really good on SNL mm-hmm. this last season. If you're gonna let me down, let me down gently. Don't pretend that you don't want me. I'm loving water under the bridge. Adele celebrating her birthday today. Now, Ruma has it, she ain't got your love anymore. Hey! Ruma has it, Ruma has it. Adele is 33. Hello from the other side. I must have called a thousand times to tell you I'm sorry for everything that I've done. But when I call you, never seem to be home. Hello from the outside. Happy birthday goes out to my good friend Adele, who turns 33 today. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, good morning. Welcome to Wednesday. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Hola, como esta usted? Muy bien de nada. Burrito asada. That's all we know. Barbacoa. It's good. I'm not sure what it is, but it's good. What is tongue? I wanted to get some tongue today. I don't. Like on a taco. Oh, gross. Is it lingua or is that stomach? I don't know, but I won't be asking for either of those things. I think it's lingua. It's good. It is good. Anyway, happy Cinco de Mayo today as well. And y'all, as always, Kelly Perry, well, she's got three words for you. Good morning, Arkansas! This is Country Music News on Brandon Baxter in the Morning. All right, there's some country music news today on Luke Bryan. All night long, over and over, crashing me. Keep coming.
coming in waves. So if you're a fan of Luke Bryan and you can't get enough based on him doing his music and American Idol, he also has a docu-series coming to IMBD TV. Hmm. Okay. So uh, the deal is, is he's had camera crews following him anyway, because that's kind of what you do as an artist. You document what you're doing, where you're going, behind the scenes and all that kind of stuff. And they realized they had some really cool stuff kind of showing behind the scenes of the life of Luke Bryan. And they're going to share this. This is going to be clips from him at home on the road. It's a five part series coming to IMBD TV. It's called Luke Bryan, My Dirt Road Diary. So that's coming soon. Hopefully his mom will be on it. She's really funny and will say anything. And typically she makes his little videos. Like it's it's super funny. No, she's funny. And his wife's funny too. Yes. Like the family dynamic there mm-hmm. is pretty special. Yeah. So Luke Bryan with My Dirt Road Diary. And we've got your country music news on Kelsey Ballerini. There's a So just about every country artist is going to tell you that when they hear one of their songs on the radio for the first time, it never gets old, no matter how many hits that they've had. And Kelsey Ballerini is one of those. So Kelsey was telling fans about her experience of hearing her new song, Half of My Hometown, for the first time on her car radio. Half of my hometown still hanging around, still talking about now, she recorded this song as a duet with Kenny Chesney, and Kelsey says the first time she heard it, she almost wrecked, cried a little, and then she just called Kenny. Imagine just having Kenny Chesney's phone number, right. and you dial up Kenny, and she says ever since Kenny decided to sign on to the song and do this with her, they've become kind of like brother and sister, and she said that they have a fun relationship. And this song is a big full circle moment for Kelsey. She says, quote, if I could go back and tell little me driving around Knoxville listening to songs like... I go back and thinking how crazy it was from the same that we were from the same place. If I could go tell her that we were going to do this song and sing a song about our home hometown together on the stage, like at the ACMs, wow. I'd just pass out. And then she says it's just a very cool and very full circle. She seems likable. She, she seems really, really does. Likeable. So that's good stuff from Kelsey mm-hmm. Ballerini. Hey, there's country music news today on Ray Lynn. So God made So Ray Lynn celebrated her 27th birthday yesterday. She also made a big announcement that she and her husband are expecting a baby girl, their first child in September, uh, which I think is pretty cool. They say they've known since January, but she wanted to save it for her birthday to make the big announcement. And she says, and I quote, every year is special in its own way. But what's going to make my 27th year so special on this earth is that I get to be a mama to a beautiful baby girl. So that's why I wanted to wait because it's the best birthday present to get to make that announcement. So congratulations to Ray Lynn and her husband, Josh, as they're preparing for baby girl, their baby girl. And uh, Ray Lynn, can I do the song I like? Oh, yeah. Doesn't really fit for me as well as it might for some people, but I still like this one. Breaking up with you is like taking my bra think that's a fun song. Anyway, congratulations to Ray Lynn. Jason Aldean performed on Jimmy Kimmel Live, and he performed his current single, Blame It On You. If you didn't get a chance to watch, here's a clip of what it sounded like.
I can drink around the truth. Yeah, I could see it never knew. I can drink around the truth. But I can't blame it on you. Again, Jason Aldean, blame it on you. It's out now. That's your country music news on Arkansas's morning show. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, good morning, K-Fine Country. Thanks for starting your day with us, Brandon, Kelly, and of course, the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by our friends at Families Inc. Counseling Services. We have the honorable former judge, Keith Blackman, on with us this morning, representing the Military Officers Association. Judge Blackman, how are you this morning? Doing well. So the last time we talked to you on the air was a number of weeks ago, but we kind of learned a little so a background on you that you have this thing with uh, with raising cows. Yes, sir. Have you already been out there working with your cows this morning? Well, I didn't this morning. I, I, uh, I'll, I'll delay that a little bit today. But really, like when you look at, at your life, right, because uh, you were in the military uh, early in your career, right? Right. And then continued on in the in the reserve program for a total of 27 years. Wow. And then served as a judge. I mean, really, you've committed so much of your adult life uh, to service. Yes, sir. I guess I have. That's wild. How many How many years did you serve as judge? For 12 years. Wow. I had practiced law for 30 years prior to that. Think about all wow. that. Like the career, like you probably could sit down and uh, and write a book. It would be very interesting with the different things that you've experienced. It might be. <laughs> Let's talk about what's happening with the Military Officers Association, because I know you're about to head into a meeting here in just a little bit. Tell me what this organization is all about. Well, we're a, a national organization. We're, the, we're a local chapter, but it is made up of both active and, and former military officers, all branches. And we do that to try to help basically uh, uh, those that are, are have been in the military, are in the military, uh, like the students uh, that, that are coming up. We, we like to see that, and uh, we also support the ROTC program at A-State and uh, do things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So there's also uh, part of what you guys do, obviously, is, is you want to grow people up to be in the military, but you also want to be there to help people who have served in the military and, and, uh, you know, maybe their time they've, they've done their duty, but you know, life changes as things go on and you want to be there to be of assistance in case anybody needs help after their service. Sure. We, in fact, last year we were able to uh, make a contribution to the veterans village project that's going on here in Jonesboro. Yeah, that's awesome. So one of the ways uh, that you're going to be out to raise money is it sounds like a fun way is a golf tournament coming up and it's coming up in June. So uh, next month, and that seems like it just comes up so quick, Sage Meadows Country Club. Tell me about this golf tournament on June the 17th. It, it's going to be a four-person scramble. It could be a mixed group, or it can be all-male, all-female. All we had some some uh, uh, golfers from the ASU uh, golf team, I think it was, in one one group there that, that played, and they were very competitive. Yeah. And then uh, it's a... We'll have a veteran's flight, which would include at least two military service veterans. They could be active, retired, or former. Uh, we'll have then a civilian team that would not have uh, as as many veterans on it. Right. <clears throat> and could be all civilians, wouldn't matter. Right. Uh, we'll uh, have a lunch to start with, 
for the veteran flight, the civilian flight, and the team sponsors. It'll be about noon, and then a shotgun start at 1 uh, on the 7th or 11th hole, uh, whichever one they choose there. Uh, if you get a hole in one, you drive away in a new Chevy Equinox from Glen Sane Motors or Paragool. Wow. God bless our troops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. So that's coming up on the 17th of June. I'm looking at the calendar, and that, that ends up being on a Thursday. And as you think about you know golf tournaments, I love to see the ones in the middle of the week because I know so many people who love the excuse to go out and play yeah. golf during working hours and do that for a cause that they want to support. I, I agree. I think it's a, very beneficial for them, and, <laughs> and it helps us to, to do the things we like to do and be able to help, to help and do. All right, so at this point, I'm sure you're looking to still probably some room for a few teams to get involved. How can they get signed up if they want to put a team together and be a part of the golf tournament? Well, they they can uh, they can we have a an address at PO Box seven one eight Jonesboro. Uh, they they can go to uh, my my phone number is 870-530-2426, and I'll get the information to them. Okay. Uh, we can. Uh, we have application forms at Sage Meadows, at the uh, Ridge Point, and at Jonesboro Country Club. Awesome. And we, let's see, I think that's... Basically, it at this at this stage. Uh, Dennis Hill's number also, uh, our treasurer is eight seven zero two four three four five eight five. All right, and if people want more information, they can always go and message uh, the KFIN page on Facebook, and we can provide the information as well. It's coming up on June the 17th, Sage Meadows Country Club, the Military Officers Association of America, and the golf tournament, uh, which is going to benefit so many uh, local people. And Judge Blackman, we appreciate you taking some time for us this morning uh, to give us the latest. Thank you very much. All right. Have a good day, sir. All right. All right. There you go. The Honorable Judge. Here comes the judge. Or would it be, there goes the judge. There goes the judge. Give it to me. There goes the judge. There goes the judge. Thank you, Kelly. You're welcome. She's bringing the heat this morning. <laughs> it's the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc. Brandon Baxter in the morning. And on Wednesdays, we do the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Families, Inc. Counseling Services. Christy Pulliam joins us this morning from the Foundation of Arts. We typically end up with Christy early in the morning, and I believe she's a little more excited to be on at 733. Listen, 7.33, I can see the sunshine. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to be an awesome day. At 7, 7.05, I'm still wondering. Do you remember that day we had to wake you up? <laughs> Are you really going to bring that up again? <laughs> of, course, said that of course he'll bring it up. He called her seven times. <laughs> and she's like, hello. <laughs> but you know what? Because Because of your career of training, you were able to hop right on, fresh out of bed, and nail a radio interview. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, thanks, it. But it was hey. good. It, it worked out. Hey, let's y'all talk. Were very gracious to me. No, we like you, and we like what y'all do for not only the people who are you know coming in there and performing, but just the outreach programs and the way you want to help and get people involved in the arts. And again, you know, kind of let's say we're let's pretend that we're talking to people who might not have heard us talk about FOA before because you know they're only in the car really early in the morning. So here we go, different time. Uh, <laughs> FOA Jonesboro literally does so much 
for young people and young adults and adults and senior citizens who all go out there and find uh, how much the arts can mean to them and their confidence and and just to give them something that they can pour their passion into. And we love to support what you guys do. Seriously. I mean, I just, I believe the arts are straight from God and they're for everybody. And therefore, and, and to, to practice the arts, to enjoy the arts, to appreciate them, is to elevate yourself in a way that, um, that nothing else really can. And, and so what we try to do is give people as many opportunities as possible to participate, to appreciate, to, to just learn what it is and why it's for everyone. And, and yes, there's, there's excellence in it, and we always strive for that. Um, but even more importantly than that, it's, it's what it can do for you as an individual. Mm-hmm. Dark days, happy days, things, things just get better when you realize that you can be part of something bigger and beautiful. I had this misconception early on before we really got to know you better and know the programming. Um, I had this misconception that everything with FOA involved being on stage, that it was you were either going to be an actor or you were going to be a, a ballet dancer. But really, I mean, yeah, that's a huge part of what you do, but you offer so much more than just getting up and performing in front of a crowd. Yes, we do. And and I love that you bring that up because it is uh, – so many people think that it's just being in a community theater show, and we just we offer so much more than that. We offer opportunities for professional artists, um, like First Fridays at the Forum concert series, um, and uh, also, of course, we just did Oasis Arts and Eats Fest, where professional artists came and showed showed what they had. People people bought. Um, so many people, thousands of people, came downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, to enjoy um, what restaurants had to serve, what the artists had to give, and also our local musicians. So um, we have classes, of course, and those classes uh, are for all ages and all ability levels. Um, And then we have all kinds of outreach activities as well. So there's a lot to be had (laughs) at the FOA. And but sometimes I even, you know, it takes me a minute to keep everything in a row and keep everything organized because um, because there's a lot to offer, for sure. FOAJonesboro.org has the information on all the different stuff that we're going to talk about over the next few minutes. <clears throat> One of the things my wife and I have been looking at, you know, because I know we've talked about homeschool in the past. And, you know, my son, Kai, he's 11, uh, going to turn 12 in September. But he's been homeschooled the entire run. And, you know, we're always trying to find new things that he might enjoy pouring himself into and and really, uh, the idea of him kind of you know growing up around me with wrestling and radio, I'm sure there's a performer side to him somewhere in there. Uh, so oh, if, we, yeah. if we took him and said, hey, let, let, let's see what he can do, how does that process work for someone who's never uh, been a part of FOA or never been on stage? Well, you can go online and just look at our, our brochure of classes. We also have a summer brochure of offerings, you know, for activities um, for Kai, for for uh, any kid over the summer, but um, give us a call to, and we'll ask you some questions about, you know, what does what does he like to do? What might interest him? What should we dabble in first? Yeah. And um, and we can get him in an art class or an art camp. We can get him in a, a theater intensive uh, that's going on this summer. Um, he'll he'll meet new people in an environment that is very positive and fun, and um, and he'll learn a little bit more about himself along the way as far as what he can do and what he's capable of. So um, we've got several theater intensives going on 
uh, this summer. In fact, um, the first one, it's not, well, it's kind of a hybrid. We've got an audition coming up this weekend for Les Miserables School Edition. So for anybody, I think I think 12 to 18, can come and audition for just the show itself. Uh, we're doing the show in June. But uh, we also have an intensive the first two weeks of June um, that an intensive is different than just being in a show because it gives you, you know, dance classes and technique and vocal technique hmm. and We'll go into acting theory and, and stuff like that. And then also we'll, ha- we'll spend a little bit of time rehearsing for a part, for a role in the show itself. But uh, so intensives are really cool. We also have Aladdin kids coming up in July for a younger, a younger crowd. So um, uh, you can go online and look at all that. That's something in, the, in our prep I didn't mention. <laughs> was this audition coming up this weekend? Yeah. Um, but anyway, there's so much, uh, though. I mean, it, it really, I, I'm sitting here going, um, you know, because we're always looking for something different and like, what's he really going to enjoy? And I think just coming down there and saying, hey, let's open the door and just see mm-hmm. what's there for him. And and really, a, a lot of times you open the door for your kids and then the parents get involved. Mm-hmm. And that's how you see such a community and a family with FOA Jonesboro. You mentioned the summer camp. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, summer camp registration. When is that happening and what is the deadline looking like? Well, it's going on right now, and honestly, our in any of our summer camps, we we call them <laughs> if they're not going to make, we call it like the day before because you can register all the way up to then. Almost every time, um, in fact, really, we none of our camps ever don't make. We usually have lots and lots of of interest in them, so you can register all the way up to the first day of of camp. But it's better, of course, if you can call a little early. That way we can make plans for you and make sure that it doesn't get over full because right. we do have cutoff points. So Little Mermaid is coming up on Friday night. And I know one of our coworkers, one of our uh, account executives, Preston Henricks, is all excited. He's been working out and dieting because <laughs> he has found a way to be able to show off his ridiculous physique in front of the entire city. <laughs> yes, yes. Listen, Preston is such a joy to have in a cast because he is so positive. He's so pumped up. He puts his whole self into it. Yeah. And that is so contagious for everybody. You know, we're so excited every time a person comes along to, to audition for a show. You know, it's crazy because he told me, he didn't want me to tell you this, but I think I'm going to go ahead and, oh, no. and, and tell you oh, on the air. Oh, Preston. He hasn't eaten since February. <laughs> what? He wants to be so okay. ripped. He stopped eating in February. <laughs> That is not okay. Just <laughs> take care of your body. He's so, flexing in the mirror right now. He's got to have energy. We've got to have. We've got to have all hundred percent pressed on that stage. Come on now. And oh my gosh, that's hilarious. So, Little Mermaid, tell me about the show. The show dates and times. Okay. Well, the show is opens this weekend. It's Friday and Saturday. Um, this weekend, but then it's also the next weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So if you can't make it this weekend, that's okay. Go ahead and get your tickets for next weekend. But listen, there are so many tickets being sold right now that that uh, we want you to get in and, and get a good seat. So you can go online at org. get your tickets that way. You can also call us. You can also come in and pick out your seat if you decide to do that. So um, there's all kinds of ways to do that. It's 6 o'clock on Friday and Saturday this weekend. And then next weekend, same time Friday and Saturday and then two o'clock on Sunday. 
And you also have, I'm looking through here, the 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee coming up May 22nd and 23rd. It seems like you guys have stuff all the time. Tell me about the Spelling oh Bee. Okay, the Spelling Bee, um, the 25th annual, annual Putnam County Spelling Bee is actually a production that, that Center Stage is putting on. Now, Center Stage is another theater company. And, but they're partnering with the FOA, and, um, and we love that because they're, they're coming in and putting in a show for us um, in Stage 2. And I don't know if you, you know what Stage 2 is, but it's, just, it's a little corner building we have across from the Forum Theater. And it is so cool when you put a show in there because it's a really intimate space where, where you, I mean, you can see those actors um, so much closer. It's just a whole different environment when they're singing right there in, in the room with you as an audience member. So, and the show is hilarious. So um, yeah, go online you can get those tickets as well. Um, that is going to be a blast. Again, so much going on with FOA Jonesboro, and uh, I want to get Kai down there so we can get him involved and, and get him doing stuff because, you know, like, it's kind of weird because his his mom was very athletic and she wanted to play sports, and Kai was kind of like his dad and a little more into the performance type of stuff mm-hmm. outside of sports, and I think uh, getting him tuned in with you guys is probably a good idea. Oh, my gosh, yeah. He is going to have a blast over here and figure out so many different things that he can do. And listen, you, our guys who dance, the girls too, of course, but it is such an athletic activity. I just don't think people realize until they get in there and, and look at that and try it that there is you you have to be an athlete to be able to dance in 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 the right way, and it is absolutely amazing when you when we get guys in there in those ballet classes. I don't know if Kyle do it or not, but I'm telling you, our guys are lifting those girls oh. and twirling them around and all kinds of partner exercises. And I'm just thinking there is the strength on display is absolutely amazing. Christy, I don't know if you know this. Brandon is not just known for his, um, his radio (laughs) skills. He is known for his dance skills. (laughs) You know, much like Shakira, Christy, my hips don't lie. Hey, we appreciate your time this morning and uh, foajonesboro.org for all of the info on the Foundation of Arts. Y'all are great. Thank you so much. All right, we'll talk to you later. Christy Pulliam on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, Wednesday morning and the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Families, Inc. Counseling Services. We have Nanette Hurd on with us this morning from the United Way of Northeast Arkansas. Nanette, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. How are y'all? Good. We're pretty good today. I've had. To, I'm at the point where I either need to stop drinking coffee or I need to go for a jog. Okay. A little caffeinated. Well, with a, hey, it's going to be pretty. I'd go for the jog. I know, but like I'm at the point. Like, do you have, do you drink coffee to get ready? I do. I do, and I know what you're talking about. You hit that point. You're, it's like the breaking point. Or if I have yes. one more sip, it's too much. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and we don't need that. No, but I'm tempted. Uh, let's talk. You uni- love a coffee. Oh, I know. Well, let's talk United Way. And uh, number one, you guys have a softball tournament coming up on May the 22nd. But what does yeah. life look like at the United Way right now after a pandemic and a crazy mm-hmm. year of fundraising? And uh, what else going on with you all? Well, we we have been so fortunate. We really have. Um, you know, a lot of our donors continue to support us. 
We also raised funds during that time for tornado assistance, and then we also raised funds for COVID, and our campaign really didn't, knock on wood, it really didn't suffer a whole lot, so we were very fortunate. But what did happen is we were not able to have any of our live events, Mm -hmm. and so we are very excited about this softball tournament coming up on May 22nd. That will be our first big live event, Um, and you know, it's age groups, it's girls softball. I guess I'll throw that in. Sometimes people think it's adult, right. but it is girls softball. And it's 8 and under, 10 and under, 12 and under, 14 and under, and 16 and under. And the last time I looked, which, you know, has been a couple of days ago, but we already had nine teams signed up, which at that point, you know, that far out, that's really good. Okay. So we're very excited. Please pray for good weather that weekend. <laughs> um, it is $200. For registration and it's double elimination and we're very excited because this year um, the gold ring tournament is sponsored by one of our good partners there awesome. and so very grateful to them so this sounds like a, a fun deal again it's going to be happening on saturday may the 22nd at Southside, uh, the softball yes. complex here um so if people want to get signed up maybe they're they're hearing this and they're like let's put a team together let's go play softball um, uh, or maybe you have a team that's already established, how can they get signed up? Okay, so um, Julie Matthews has headed this up for several years for us now, and so you can call her to register. Um, you do have to register before May 18th, but her number is 870-215-6940, or if you want to just call the United Way office, we'll, we'll get you in touch with Julie. And our number is nine three five three six five eight. I love the idea of the of the title. Kind of obviously, it's United Way softball, but it's batting for a better tomorrow. And I love that because that's really what the United Way looks to do in Northeast Arkansas, and that is to support people in times of need and crisis. Exactly. Um, I think everybody is ready for a better tomorrow after after this last year and a half that we've gone through. But all of the proceeds that are raised from this tournament will go right into the programs that we support um, at other nonprofits that are either uh, focusing on education, financial stability, or health. Yeah, that's so great. Good, good things are going to happen. And you can find out more about all of this stuff going on with United Way of Northeast Arkansas at uwnea.org. And Nanette, we yes. appreciate your time this morning, and we hope you have a great event on the 22nd of May. Thank you so much, y'all. Have a good one. All right, you too. Nanette Hurd, United Way of Northeast Arkansas, on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc. Brandon Baxter in the morning. This is also the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Families, Inc. Counseling Services. We have my friend, my hunting partner, and the chancellor of Arkansas State University on with us. Good morning, Dr. Kelly Damphis. Hello, hunting partner. Hey, you know, I, I have told the story. In fact, I just told it last night. I forgot that we were meeting today. I told the story of our hunting trip and I showed a bunch of videos to my uh, dinner party guest last night. Right. And I will never forget that Saturday hunting with you and our buddies. <laughs> All right, Kelly, if you could, um, could, I guess, if you could sum up Brandon's hunting experience oh, in one word or Brandon as a hunter, oh, would you have one okay. word you could sum him up in? Or even a couple, even a sentence. Un- 
unbelievable. Oh, <laughs> that could mean so many and different I'll, things. I'll leave it. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> no. You know, it's, it's funny. So, so Stan Jones, who was so kind, uh, called me on a Thursday and said, "Hey, uh, do you want to find some buddies to come on on Saturday to shoot some pheasants?" And I never, I'd, I'd hunted before, but never shot pheasants, of course. But uh, so I started calling people up, and it was kind of last minute. And I thought, I wonder if Brandon would want to go. And he, I called him up, and he was like. Are you setting me up? Is this like a night hide hunt or something like that? I don't think he believed it until we pulled into Stan Jones Lodge that we were actually going to take him hunting. No. And uh, what was funny, I called Stan and said, hey, I got three guys, but none of them have hunted before. He said, okay, why don't you guys come like an hour early and I'll do a little little safety exercise for everybody. Stan was like, <laughs> it, it oh, man. Better. No, so here's the crazy thing. So we get out there and it's the new athletics director at Arkansas State, Tom Bowen, and it's Ryan Applin, the running back's coach for football and, and like Ryan and Tom and I were all realizing that we've never done this before. And so we go and do, we're going to shoot skeet right, right off the bat. We're going to try to see if we can hit the targets as they fly up in the air. And Stan Jones pulls the deal. They come flying and I whiff every one and Tom Bowen whiffs every one and Ryan Applin picks off everything that comes at him. <laughs> yeah. I've got this great video of, of Stan Jones going, yeah, right. This guy's never hunted before. Cause Ryan, I guess his, his athletic prowess came to the fore and, uh, his hand-eye coordination was pretty good, and he's just, like, nailing it. He's like, uh, you know, uh, Doc Holliday out there just shooting left nice. and right. I'm your Uncle Barry, you know. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Hey, the, the funny thing about that is, and I appreciate the invite, because that was such a unique experience for us. And Stan Jones said to me, he's like, how often do you go and do something that you've never done before? And I'm like, yeah. well, as an adult, you know, we kind of get in our comfort zone and do our, our same thing. Since that, we went back the next weekend. We spent uh, the day with Stan and Jan. And then the next week, we went back, and, and Kai has his own little uh, shotgun now and was out there shooting some targets. And uh, that was a great relationship. And I, I owe that to you for kind of opening the door and introducing us to, to Stan Jones. Yeah, I saw you guys went hunting like the next weekend, but I must have missed the call. Oh, Oh, I'm sure you did. Join you all. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry I missed that. So oh, next time, yeah. I'll be looking oh, for your ouch. call. Oh, that is that is that, <laughs> that is, is awkward. That is not a good one. <laughs> no, no like, I'm glad you guys had fun. And and Stan, what a great guy. You know, he uh, he he's passionate about fishing and wildlife and hunting and all that stuff. And he really just wanted to give some people a unique experience that we wouldn't have otherwise. And he treated us to a great lunch after. And but what 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 a great opportunity for us to get a safety and shooting lessons from the great Stan Jones. I mean, that's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, just the chance that we got to bond and he is such a fan of Arkansas state. He played on the football team and I know he went out to, to one of the practices and he came back and I called him and we talked about the report on, you know, how was coach Butch Jones and what was it like? And, and he was really motivated based on what he's seen at practice on what we'll see on the field this fall with football. Yeah, he's uh, he's a great fan of A State, great supporter of us as well. So, and you may recall after hunting, we went and visited this like this school that he went to when he was a kid that's yeah. now closed down, and it's kind of like a, this old fashioned gymnasium. And it was like a step back in time, back to the 1930s and 40s in in uh, Northeast Arkansas. It was un- unbelievable morning. Yeah, it was a Clover Bend school and gym. Yeah, Clover Bend, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So, uh, okay, so we, we have so much we could talk about, uh, and sure. you know, we just appreciate your time and the fact we know you're busy and there's so much going on with Arkansas State. And, you know, you're kind of beginning to, um, I guess, you know, you're coming out almost like the groundhog. It's time for you to come yeah. out and, and look out at the, at the world because A-State's about to, you know, at least try to get back to normal as we deal with the end of the pandemic. 
What does that look like as you guys are moving forward? I know you have to really be planning for the fall already. Yeah, we started planning for the fall uh, right after spring break. And we've been thinking about it just like we did last year. Last year, we were planning for the fall and we were we were like hoping for the best. Remember, there was there was talk about while well, the virus will be gone by the summertime and so on. We'll we'll have moved on. But we even last March we were planning for like what happens if we have to quarantine and isolate and you know be wearing masks everywhere and how do we how do we get masks and how do we distance and how do we mark up the campus and how do we have classrooms that are where students can sit six feet apart and how do we how do we do all that? So we spent the whole summer getting ready for that. And now it's the opposite. We're thinking about what's the fall going to like look like when we're not wearing masks and when we're not standing uh, on on red uh, wolf print dots six feet apart uh, in line to get food, and when when the classrooms are not uh, in in gymnasiums and conference rooms and and so on, so and auditoriums, and so we're having to just you know re uh, recommission current space, but decommission some of the non-traditional spaces that we've been using mm-hmm. and kind of get all those stickers up and the signs off and, and, and look forward to a, a fall semester that'll look a lot different than fall 20 and a lot more like fall 19. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. A state chancellor, Kelly Dampus on with us this morning. So as we prepare for the return uh, of students, I'm assuming most students and, and teachers are ready to be back on campus at this point, right? Well, it's unbelievable. When you talk to students, I think, um, you know, we were all students, right? So we remember uh, how hard it was to get out of bed sometimes to yeah. go to class. And, and I think uh, students have a whole new appreciation for what it means to be in the classroom, and uh, they can't wait to get back. And we have we have been pretty much back to normal already. We have a few more hybrid classes and online classes this spring than we had in the past. But uh, they the students can't wait to get back. And to be honest, the faculty can't either. And there's I have to give them a lot of kudos because there are universities around the country that still have not gone back to class yet. They're still 100% online. And our faculty understand the importance, the value of being in person, in class when you can. And if you can do it safely, why not try to do it? And we're, you know, we're down to, we, uh, yesterday we had two people who were in isolation, uh, two students were in isolation, no employees. Wow. Uh, and so we're, we have figured out a way to mitigate the risk and to eliminate as much as possible, you know, the contraction of the virus and the spread of the virus and continue to meet in person. But we're also looking forward to next semester being even more in person and more, you know, have more student events uh, and not have to do so many virtual events anymore. So everyone's looking forward to kind of the new normal. Uh, and hopefully the new normal looks more like fall 19 than uh, what we tried to do in spring 2021. Well, a credit to you too, because there was no blueprint for how you were going to operate. Mm-hmm. And when you look at those Arkansas State numbers over the course of the last uh, year with the pandemic. I mean, the numbers compared to the number of bodies on on the the campus, it was really low. And I think that really speaks to how much you guys were prepared uh, to make changes. And as things were evolving, you were evolving as well. Yeah, the the key for us was communicating and then collaborating. So uh, we didn't want to get stuck in a situation where you know I stood up an emergency operations center, which is typically we do that for tornadoes and you know, ice storms and things like that, but it still has has stood up. So we've been 13 months now with a Mercy Operations Center, and you don't want that Mercy Operations Center running the university. You want them advising and giving, you know, giving me some input on how we do things, but we want the faculty and the staff and the students to help make the plans as well, because that helps give them buy-in on the planet and faith in the plan, because they got to help plan it. So we worked 
collaboratively with everyone to create our return to learn plan. And because of that, I think people trusted it. And then, and then the biggest thing for me was to communicate and over communicate, make sure everyone knew, you know, what was going on at, you know, creating the dashboards so people could see how many cases we had on campus and so on. So that, you know, I think uncertainty is the mother of anxiety. You know, I wanted to remove as much uncertainty as possible. So uh, I'm so proud of our faculty, staff, and students. They did un- unbelievable work getting us through the academic year and leading us up. We're uh, two days away from commencement, which uh, is hard to imagine what where we were last year at this time. Yeah. And now we're going to be doing commencement on Saturday. You know, it's it's one of the conversations that we had uh, when we were out there at the Mallard Lodge at Stan Jones. Uh, you were talking about commencement and what that means to you as a chancellor and how that day is a busy day. And there's so many different people, so many different things you're pulled in so many different directions. But I remember you talking about the emotion that hits you on the day of commencement. Yeah, it's, it really is emotional. In fact, this will be super emotional for me and I get emotional just thinking about it just now, but this group of graduating students were my original freshmen when I came here in 2017. So I met with all the freshmen as I do every year. And I shared with them in 2017 how important it was for me that they graduate, that they finish what they started. And uh, and now I'll be able to look out over the crowd of students that are graduating and know that many of them were with me in 2017. And we made that commitment together to be here at the end. And uh, as they, you know, each each semester that we graduate people, I know more and more students walking across the stage, but I'll know a huge majority of students that walk across the stage. These are all my my young friends and the people I'm so proud of. And so I can't wait to be out there shaking, well, shaking hands, bumping fists, <laughs> right. uh, elbows, whatever it takes to get, to get the point across. But it's going to be, it's going to be emotional, but also exciting to see their hard work, their four years of hard work uh, come to fruition. In addition to the doctoral and master's students that will be graduating as well. I mean, they, some of them have been, you know, working on their degrees for, you know, for seven or eight years. And so it's a, it's a huge accomplishment for all of them. So again, graduation happens on Saturday, 10 o'clock at Centennial Bank Stadium. I remember seeing, uh, you know, your photos on social media of the setup of last year, the last graduation and, you know, how different it looked and everything was spread apart and you were trying to put people all throughout the stadium. Is that going to be the same as we do uh, commencement this weekend or is it going to look, is that going to look more normal too? It's going to be, so we always had commencement in First National Bank Arena since I've been here. Now, there was a time that was held on the football field. They just, got, when they when they built the Convo, which is now First National Bank Arena, they moved indoors. Right. The problem was you couldn't fit everyone inside, and so we had to have two, and sometimes we were thinking about three ceremonies last fall, because or last May, what, before the pandemic hit, because we're going to have so many people and not enough seats for guests. Moving the, the pandemic made us move to the football stadium, and then doing that helped us realize the football stadium is a great place to have convocation and commencement, mm-hmm. and we'll probably have it there well, as long as I'm here. We'll have commencement at the football stadium because you can get everyone in the, the same place at the same time, and we will. It, it will look different from our last. We've had three commencements at the football stadium now since the pandemic started, and we've had distancing and so on. But this year, uh, or this uh, this Saturday. No tickets for anyone, unlimited number of guests, uh, and no masks as people are walking across the stage for the first time. And the students won't be spread out as much as they were on the field, so they'll be sitting a lot closer together. Uh, and so it's it's going to be a much better atmosphere. Uh, every every step away from uh, March of 2020, uh, everything gets better, right? And this yeah. will be the best one ever. 
So I know for some people, a lot of people are going to want to be there in person based on, on people who don't live close. You also are offering a way that they can watch this uh, online too, right? The commencement? Yeah, you, you can go to our Facebook uh, page and, and watch the, the streaming event online. And I know, I realize that a lot of people are still nervous about getting out into crowds. And mm-hmm. so uh, we've been offering a streaming uh, event every you know, ever since I've been here and probably before that as well. So it's been, it's nice for people to be able to watch that if they can't get to Jonesboro for the event, so they can watch it on the A-State uh, Facebook page for sure. So clear bag policy, I want to run through that because, you know, sometimes you see people who are like, let's say we're going to a concert and it's Jason Aldean, First National Bank Arena. You see people who wait in that long line. They get up there. They don't realize <laughs> they need they have the clear bag policy mm. and they have to turn around and walk back to the car. If we get the word out early, hopefully that doesn't happen to as many people. Yeah, and that's you know we we are you know we've got a website dedicated to the commencement um, uh, instructions, and we're treating it like a football game. We're in fact we're requiring people to wear masks in and out of the stadium, mm-hmm. and, and also we've got the clear bag uh, uh, policy as well to make sure people are you know following that just to keep everyone safe. Um, the reason we wear masks in and out, and that makes some people wonder about that, but when you have a lot of people congested at the entrances and exits. Um, we just want to keep people, give people a little measure of safety. So mm-hmm. we're asking people to wear masks in and out. But once they get inside the stadium, they can take their mask off when they're sitting together in small groups. Make sure you're separating from other people and so on. But I think it'll still be a fun um, and, and safe experience as well. So if people are looking for the information, you mentioned that there's kind of a website dedicated to commencement. Can you can you give us an idea how we can find that? Yeah, I, I I should have planned for this, but you can just Google a state commencement and that'll be probably the first thing that pops up. Gotcha. There's a whole, there's a whole list of uh, instructions there. And by the way, uh, we have a big announcement for our graduating seniors. We've never done this before, uh, but they're going to get something special. Uh, Tom Bowen's got a special announcement for them uh, that he's a, a gift for them. So we're excited about that as well. So one more reason to, to come and walk. You know, Sometimes students say, I don't want to walk because, you know, it's kind of boring, a ceremony and stuff. I say, hey, you're not walking for you. You're walking for the people that helped you get here, for your parents, your grandparents, your aunties and uncles and brothers and sisters. Setting an example for your younger siblings and cousins, but also thanking uh, your parents and everyone else who helped you get there. So uh, that's why I love convocation or commencement because it brings everybody together. And uh, it's a big celebration, but also inspires the next generation to be thinking about, hey, you know, I, I, I didn't think I could go to college, but hey, if Kelly can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Commencement happens this coming Saturday, Centennial Bank Stadium. Again, you can uh, Google search A-State uh, Commencement and find out all the information. And Dr. Kelly Damphus, as always, man, we appreciate you. We know you're busy and just giving us some time today. We appreciate that. I'm so happy to chat with you guys. And Kelly, if you want videos of the pre-shooting uh, practices, just let me know and I'll perfect. No, perfect. That is not a good one. <laughs> Dr. Danfus, have a good day, man. All right. Take care. All right, I'll talk to you later. It's the K Fine Breakfast Club powered by Families Inc. Brandon Baxter in the morning. This is the K Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Families Inc. Counseling Services. And we're joined by the man you need. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend and the veterinarian of choice of the Brandon Baxter in the morning radio program. Dr. Kevin Reed from Vet Care right next door to us on Parker Road. Good morning, Dr. Reed. Good morning. Hello. Man, beautiful today. We're looking at uh, sunshine and temperatures around 70. It's like the perfect day to take your dog for a walk. 
It is. And, and you know, this is kind of amazing. I was neutering a dog yesterday, and, I mean, all of a sudden, and this is a true story, this just flashed back into my head, and it was probably 36 years ago. Probably, yeah, 36. I was in my third year of veterinary school, and it was a day about like today. It was in May, I believe, early May. And we were in a food animal medicine and surgery block, which is large animals, you know, cows and uh, pigs and sheep and goats, that type of thing. Right. And we were out on this uh, person's farm, and we were uh, castrating some, some young bulls. And, uh, you know, I'm not a big large animal person. I mean, I enjoyed it while I was in there, but... Um, I knew I, there wouldn't be that wouldn't be my main emphasis or even a minority emphasis when I got out of school and came back home. So, but it was fun to get out on these farms on nice days, and you know you got to wear your little dicky uh, coveralls and boots, and you know just you put a piece of straw in your mouth, you know, and talk to the farmer, prop your foot on the fence. So anyway, we were uh, castrating a bunch of bulls, and they had a five-gallon bucket. And they were just throwing the uh-uh. testicles in no, there. No, And yeah, and I thought, well, you know, that's better than just throwing them out on the ground. So, but <laughs> what I what I realized what I realized they were doing there was a a, a little veterinary school party scheduled for that weekend. Uh-uh. So they were going to uh, prepare these and make uh, no. mountain oysters. No, they're uh, not mountain that's not oysters. True. That is not true. That, that's true. They're called mountain oysters, and and basically, you now this is kind of painful, but. You know, you you take the cover, the tough fibrous coating off uh, uh, that um, that covers them, and then usually these things are pounded, which is kind of painful, makes you cringe. But they're pounded flat, and then they're usually just you know some flour, salt, and pepper, and then deep fried. No, this is and not this true. Is not. This it is, is a true. joke. And, it, and, and there are, believe it or not, there are mountain oyster festivals around the United States and Colorado, some of the western states, and it's considered a, delic- a delicacy, and, and, you know, appetizer delicacy in a lot of menus. Uh, some people think they're even aphrodisiacs. Um, but nope. um, anyway, I did taste it, and it to me it kind of tastes mm-hmm. like, like venison. You know, it's kind of a... You know, a heavier taste. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this is, uh, and, and this all started back when, you know, some of the ranchers, you know, you didn't waste any part of the animal. You know, you ate different, you know, tongue and all that. And, I've had that. And uh, so this just became part of it. And uh, so, anyway, it was kind of interesting because I hadn't thought about that in, like I said, probably since I did it 36 years ago, but it just when I was neutering this dog, it made me think of it. Did you think and, about, uh, like, do people, they don't do that with, with dogs, do they? No. Like, you can't no. do that. You don't no, keep, like, a jar? No. So, Kevin, no. Give, me, give me a list of animal it's testicles. Some of the other countries they do. I don't know about that. But. <laughs> I need a list of animal uh, testicles we can eat. <laughs> so uh, we're all, roosters, rooster fries are on one of them. You know, that's a, a delicate, oh, right. uh, you know, usually an appetizer on an appetizer menu. In fact, I think I've heard Kelly refer to the mountain oysters as the original sack lunch. Okay. (laughs) All right. Oh, my my gosh. That is a bad one. (laughs) That is not a good one. (laughs) All right. Uh, That is not a prepared bit. Uh, So, Dr. Reed, as as we wrap up spring and head towards summer, what, what should we be focusing on with our pets? Well, this, like I said, this is just, you know, it's, it, we're all coming out of hibernation, basically. And I really consider the first of 
May, the beginning of mid-spring, you know, early summer. I know it starts earlier, but, you know, we've got some usually consistently warm weather. So, you know, we're going to be out more. Our pets are going to be out more. You know, first thing, you want to protect your pet, keeping them safe, reduce the likelihood they'll become lost or stolen. You know, we've talked many times, provide them with a pet collar and ID tags, uh, keep keep your pet indoors when you're not at home. Definitely have them microchipped. Uh, you know, keep them on leashes. Uh, consider, oh, and this is kind of new. It's a smartphone app. It used to be called Finding Rover, but now I think it's called Pet Petco Love Lost dot com. And you can. It's actually a. Uh, uh, facial recognition software that you can register your pet by taking his or her photo, and then this goes into a national database. And you know, if your pet's lost, you go to the website. It's a free service, and say I lost my pet, and then there's steps to go through to upload a picture of your pet. So that's kind of interesting. You know, using technology to help help uh, relocate or uh, rehome your pet. Um, you know, of course, spay and neutering your pet. We've always talked about how that they're less likely to roam, less likely to get into fights. Um, you know, make sure you're careful when guests come by to avoid them, uh, you know, them escaping. And then, you know, just in general, um, you want to. Um, I lost my train of thought here. Um, you want, you know, if you're new to an area, establish a veterinary patient relationship. You know, get come in for just a regular exam, or at least get information there. So if your pet does need some wellness services or um, gets ill, you know, you've got a, a veterinary um, relationship established. You know, make sure they're up to date on vaccines and taking their flea, tick, heartworm preventions. Maybe review basic first aid tips, you know, on some websites. Just know what to do if, you know, your your pet got stung by an insect or had a small cut or a lameness. Um, keep, you know, always keep medications, cleaners, you know, chemicals in a safe place. Um you know, think about your pet as a child and, and, and the same precautions and safety things you would do uh, for them. Do that for your pet. We've talked many times about foods to avoid, and the common ones are chocolates, onions, raisins, grapes, the artificial sweeteners, xylitol, that, are, that is in a lot of products now. Um, so just, you know, do that. Of course, the summer, the summer heat, you know, never keep your pet in a, in a vehicle, even if you think it's going to be for a few minutes. The humidity and temperatures are increasing. Limit their exercise if it's hot. Uh, watch for signs of dehydration. You know, dogs, the only way they can cool themselves is, is pant. Uh, cats don't usually pant. They can just cool themselves through their paw pads uh, on their feet. Um, so keep them inside if it's very hot outside. Remember, the asphalt gets hot, um, and it can cause some burns on, on the foot pads. Um, if you have a swimming pool, make sure, you know, your pet, take precautions, keep them safe. If your dog's around their lot, check out their swimming ability. You know, have a ramp to get out of the pool if a dog did inadvertently get in. You know, again, just consider your uh, dog or cat like a, like a smaller child, a younger child, and just whatever kind of safety precautions and observations you, you know, you take about them, do the same thing for your pet. And hopefully everybody and their pets will have a nice, Happy, healthy summer. Go, Dr. Kevin Reed. He is the man you need. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend, our best friend, and the veterinarian of choice of the Brandon Baxter in the Morning Radio program. He also has given us a list of the oysters we can eat. So there you go. Yep. 
Find out more. Look for at, a festival this summer. There you go. We'll, we'll send Kelly out on that. Okay. She is already Googling Okay. It. You can find out more about Vet Care when, when you search Vet Care Jonesboro on Facebook or vet-care.com. Dr. Reed, always fun to talk to you. All right. We'll talk to you next week. All right. See you, man. It's the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Family Families, Inc. You know what? You know what? Legit. About him? He's nuts. <laughs> Brandon Baxter in the morning. It's also the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Families Inc. Counseling Services. We have Dan Reeves joining us this morning from Journey Church in Jonesboro. Dan, a frequent uh, lunch buddy of mine. We typically go and eat really spicy food together. Uh, Dan, how are you this morning? I'm good, Brandon. How are you doing? Good. We we need to get back on our, our lunch date. You know, the pandemic kind of threw us off a little bit. Uh, it definitely did. It threw everything off, I think. So, uh, yeah, we definitely need to get back in the rhythm with that. It's good stuff. The funny thing is, is we'll sit there and we'll be having these really deep conversations, and then we'll have to pick up a napkin and wipe our nose. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah, that, it's it's a little awkward, but uh, it's worth it. So. Yeah, it's, something, it's like, that's, that's a guy thing, yeah. completely guy thing. Yeah, man, so, uh, yeah, we were doing this the other day. All right, here we go. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> how are things with Journey Church? I know that you know we've talked to a bunch of different people about how things are progressing as as we've gone through the last month or so. Uh, the light at the end of the tunnel with the pandemic. What does Journey Church look like at this point? Uh, with kind of the pandemic starting to look like it's wrapping up. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's definitely been a crazy year, like for everybody. But uh, you know, we were solid a year requiring masks and you know all those type of things there were times where we weren't meeting at all just meeting online and and so um you know with uh hitting in 2021 when we were able to kind of start getting in a groove of meeting we still required the mask until easter when the uh when the governor lifted the mask mandate and so uh we require it now for all of our uh, employees and for all of our people serving, but if uh, you know people are, are free to come and make that choice for them now, people are getting vaccinated, vaccinated, and and those type of things. So we're starting to kind of hit more of a normal rhythm, if you want to call it that. I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, and um, you know, we've had a lot of people come out, and it was really interesting. We we had a lot of people uh, start to connect with us online over the year that uh, we might not have even connected with otherwise. So it, you know, there's some positives within it. So one of the things that you've done the last couple of years, I think, is is really special. And I wanted to have you on today to kind of go through it again is Mother's Day is coming up on Sunday. And, you know, obviously mm-hmm. uh, a lot of moms had extra stress over the course of the last year. There's been financial stressors that have been out there and people displaced from jobs and all that. So I think the need in some areas is probably greater than ever before, which makes the Mother's Day uh, meal for single moms that you guys do even more important in 2021. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we we actually started it last year um, in the middle of, middle of COVID. We were trying to figure out a way to just be a blessing to, like you said, uh, a lot of moms out there. I mean, there's no harder job on the planet than being a mom, and being a single mom is uh, ridiculously hard. Um, and so we wanted to find a way just to be a blessing and to, to serve single moms in our community. So we just came up with the idea, like, well, why don't we just uh, treat them to uh, a family meal? And so you know, this year, uh, last year, I think we served somewhere around 100 moms. Uh, we're hoping to do more this year um, and just a free meal and just our way of saying, hey, you're not alone. Um, you're loved and cared for and uh, no strings attached. We just want to make sure you're taken care of. Maybe when nobody, when you always having to cook, maybe today is the day <laughs> where uh, we can do that for you. 
And that's what's so so neat about that. So let's say that somebody is hearing this and it's them. They're the mother who, you know, um, is kind of, you know, they've been struggling to keep things together or it's a child or it's a teenager hearing this about their mom or somebody knows somebody who's a single mom. Uh, how do people get involved? How do we get people these meals? How does that look? Yeah. Um, well, what you can do is you can register for a meal. Uh, you can go to our website, journeyjonesboro.com, and if you scroll down to the bottom of the page, there's a link. It's real obvious. You just click on that, register here for a Mother's Day family meal. Mm-hmm. It's a meal for four. Uh, it's uh, chicken and dressing, green beans, uh, potatoes, uh, those type of things. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a, not, it's a really good meal from J-Town Grill. We partner with them yeah. uh, to provide it. So if you've ever been there, you know, they do a really good job. Um, and so what you would do is click on that link uh, or register somebody for that. And then what they would do is we'll have a drive through pickup at our location at 1701 Disciple Drive from 11 to noon on Mother's Day. So you don't have to come to church. You don't have to be a member of our church. Uh, uh, there's no strings attached. You could just drive through. We'll have people out there show you where to go. Uh, but register for that meal and then just uh, show up between 11 and noon and we'll have your name on a list and uh, we'll hand it to you and you can drive off. You don't even have to get out of your car. Man, that's wow. awesome. That really is sweet that you guys are doing that. And the idea that people are coming together to help make that possible. Obviously, there's people who are, are contributing and trying to sponsor and stuff like that. If somebody hears this and and maybe they've gone through a rough patch or their mom did at some point and they're hearing this and they, they just want to contribute, they want to help, they want to make a monetary donation to kind of make it all work, uh, is there a way yeah. they can do that? Yeah, yeah, same same direction, journeyjonesworld.com. Uh, just scroll down to the bottom of that same uh, page and then there's going to be a place that says click here to sponsor a meal for a mm-hmm. single mom. Uh, awesome. And each uh, meal is a $25 value, so if you – want to donate directly to that, uh, it'll take you to a link. Uh, every dime of that goes directly to supply that meal. Uh, we don't we don't take that in and do anything else with it. It goes directly to that. Um, and so if you want to do that, anybody is open to do that. Again, you don't have to be a member of our, uh, our community, our faith community to do that. You can just uh, go in there, click the link. Uh, give twenty five dollars sponsor meal, or if you want to do ten or whatever you want to do, you can you can definitely do that. It's kind of a community wide uh, partnership. So sweet. Journeyjonesboro.com to find out more. And Dan Reeves joins us this morning. Hey, man, I'll share your post on my socials as well to kind of help uh, get the word out that way, too. I appreciate it, man. Thank you guys so much for what you do. All right. Thank you, man. Have a great day. All right, buddy. Hey, tell the family we said hi to, okay? All right, we'll do. All right, we'll see. We'll do. Dan Reeves, Journey Church, journeyjonesboro.com for more information. It's the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So if you go back and check out today's Brandon Baxter in the morning podcast, lots of great guests. We talked to the Chancellor of Arkansas State University, Kelly Damphus. Uh, He's great to talk Mm -hmm. to. He gives us details on uh, my first trip hunting. It's pretty fun. He invited me, and um, I guess I'm kind of bad at it. At least I was (laughs) the first time, so we talked to... Dr. Danfus about that. We have A-State commencement. Also, we talk about what Arkansas State's going to look like in the fall as far as the classrooms and events and stuff like that. So Dr. Danfus is on the podcast today. We talk to Dan Reeves from Journey Church. Uh, we talk about uh, their free meals for moms, for single moms, which is a really cool thing they're doing with J-Town's Grill. Uh, we talk to Keith Blackman, the former judge, about an event coming up, a golf tournament to benefit the Military Officers Association of America. Christy Pulliam tells us all about summer programming and how to get your kids involved with FOA Jonesboro. Uh, we had Nanette Hurd on. There's a big uh, softball game coming up 
uh, for United Way. That's cool. And Dr. Kevin Reed from VetCare was on and he told us um, the the jewels we could eat, the the delicacies, the the. As in some animals, they'd be described as the mountain oysters. Yes. Uh, we found out the animals in which we could eat those jewels. Yeah. That is weird, mm-hmm. isn't it? It is. Anyway, find out more on today's podcast. It's the Brandon Baxter in the Morning Podcast, which is available wherever you get podcasts. Kelly Perry, what's on TV tonight? The second season premiere of Kids Say the Darndest Things, The Masked Singer, Game of Talents. Tonight's schedule also includes Kung Fu, Chicago Med, Nancy Drew, SEAL Team, Chicago Fire, A Million Little Things, SWAT, Chicago PD, and tonight on Seth Meyers, Ryan Hurd will be with Maren Morris and they'll be performing their song, Chasing After You. But I know, yeah, I know it's a matter of time till you walk, till it's you good. walk back out of my You'll stay up late for that. I will. Anyway, hope you guys have a great day, and we'll talk to you back here tomorrow morning on Brandon Baxter in the morning.